Hello. Hi, you guys. Welcome to Get the Fuck Into Alignment. I am so excited to be here. So, I'm back on my shit. I'm recording my podcast and posting them every Friday. So, I'm excited about that. Um, okay, so, I, so I'm going to start with, a, like, reframing things. What I've realized lately is, like, there is a reframe for everything that you don't like about yourself, right? Like, where do you have shadow? What are the things about yourself that you don't like? There is a reframe. Like, there is a positive side to those things. There is a reason that you have those things within you, right? Like, any single thing about yourself can have shadow, right? It can have a bad side to it and it can have a good side to it. So there are certain things that like we get stuck on about ourselves that are actually like really like strengths of ours when when looked at from a different angle or when you have a different perspective or when you heal the shadow part of that. And this can literally apply to so many things. It's actually crazy. And I want to talk about it in regard to people pleasing and in regard to being a perfectionist. So first I'll talk about being a perfectionist. So like just like a very straightforward example it's like I'm a perfectionist like I've always been a perfectionist I always like overachieve and overperform and to me that comes from a place of not trusting myself and like fear I'm so scared that I'm gonna mess things up or things aren't gonna go well that I have to like do the most right like I always have to just like give it my all and do the most in order to not like fail it's like a huge fear of failure and like a fear of rejection for so long, I'm like, I just want to not be a perfectionist, right? So I, I really went like straight away from perfectionism and tapped more into just doing things just messily and just like going out there, like kind of just being unprepared and just doing whatever and more like going with the flow and stuff. And that has proved to, to teach me a lot. But now I realize that being a perfectionist, there are a lot of great things about that, right? That I had like left behind because I thought that was a bad part of me right? I was like, I can't be a perfectionist anymore. Like this is bad, right? So like I said, I I went on the other end of the spectrum and now I realize that it wasn't bad. Instead of like leaving those qualities behind, how can we reframe them and, and realize like, how are they adding to our lives and how are they actually good, right? Maybe there are some reasons that you're almost overdoing it in that area, right? But There's always a positive side of it. We don't have to get rid of these things about ourselves that are actually probably our strengths, right? Like what are your weaknesses? Those are your strengths. When you own your insecurities, when you own the things you don't like about yourself, there's like a different type of power that you embody because it's like you're taking the things you've always hated about yourself. You're alchemizing them into your greatest strengths. You you are literally untouchable and like you're unfuckwithable. If you... The things you hate about yourself, you now love about yourself. It's like no one can touch you. No one can touch that shit. That's where we get our power from. So now getting into how being a perfectionist is a huge strength of mine. It's that I always go above and beyond. I always, I'm so, like, I'm good with, like, logistics and planning. And I'm good at preparing for things. And I'm good at thinking of all the angles and the different ways that I could do something. And how things can go well, right? When it comes from a place of, like, I actually fucking believe in myself, right? Right? Before I didn't believe in myself, so it was like I had to be a perfectionist. It made up for the fact that I didn't believe in myself. But now that I believe in myself, I realize that it's such a strength that I'm able to like prepare and learn and study things really well. And 
like I, I'm in I'm doing a literal like life coaching school right now and I, I just realized how like it is such a strength of mine of how like much of a perfectionist I am because I, I go over the material a lot like I'm I'm doing really well like I'm excelling in the course like it's it's clear that I'm excelling because I'm putting in the work and I'm achieving right and it's not really like overachieving or overdoing anymore now it's just like because I want to do this well I want to do it well and I want to do it to the best of my abilities so the shadow of the of the perfectionist is is no longer here with me anymore now it's just the strength of the perfectionist of like I'm gonna give it my fucking all and I'm gonna be one of the best ones in the in the coaching container and in the program because I'm literally going to give I'm gonna do it so well because I have that in me and it's not coming from a place of I'm not enough so I have to achieve it's just so powerful um but I'll now I want to talk about it in regards to people pleasing and this is so powerful you guys like to have this realization it it is caused me to have such a shift within myself because when I see myself people pleasing it's really hard to not be hard on myself right to not be like bitch stop pretending to be someone you're not just to fit in it's hard right you 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 see that within yourself you just want you want to not act like that here's a fucking reframe to why people pleasing is actually it's not something we have to get rid of altogether, but there is shadow when it comes to people pleasing. And that is what I have been experiencing, right? Like I don't love myself enough, so I need other people to love me and I need to be what other people need me to be so I can get their approval and so I can feel better about myself, right? That's the shadow side of it. But the strength of being a people pleaser, can you believe that I'm saying that? Because when you realize that there is every single thing about you, that you don't like, there is a strength in that thing, 100%, you're going to be like, whoa, whoa. I don't have to get rid of these parts of myself. These parts of myself aren't bad or wrong. These parts of myself are purposely sabotaging me. So before I tell you guys the strength of people pleasing, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit, a little story. And I've talked about this guy before on my podcast. He's in my improv group. And I've never met anyone like him in my entire fucking life. He does not care what anyone thinks at all. He has no fear of rejection. He does not care about fitting in. He does his own thing 100%. He's not even nice to people. He doesn't go out of his way. Like he doesn't even care. He's not rude to people, but he's just what he's just himself. He literally does not give a fuck about it. Like it's just insane. I wish I could really verbalize like how he acts because I've never seen that in my entire life. Like to me, everyone has a little bit of people pleasing in them. Nope, not him. Not one inch of him has people pleasing in him. And I've been trying to figure him out because he is so intriguing to me. It just doesn't make sense. You know, like I don't see myself in him. So it's really confusing to me to see, to, to like really wrap my head around how someone could literally act like that. So yeah, it's kind of like a rough story. I think he'd be cool with me sharing this. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I do. Um, but he doesn't listen to my podcast, so it doesn't matter. Um, but, like, his parents pretty much, like, abandoned him. And, like, when he was young, like, literally, they just, like, weren't around. And they, like, dropped him off at his grandma's all the time. And they just, like, were not present. And, like, he was always with his friends for, like, all the time. Like, he stayed with his friends. He spent holidays with his friends. Like, he just didn't really have a family, to be honest. So I'm like, how the fuck does he not have like fear of rejection? Like, I'm like, if he was rejected so greatly as a child, how does he not have the fear of rejection or the fear of abandonment? And I was just kind of like picking his brain and I'm like, what, what do you fear? Like, what are you, what do you struggle with? And he was like, you know, I I struggle with letting people get close to me. 
He's like, I just, I'm like guarded. And I'm like, okay, 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 that's good. So I'm thinking about it more. He, I literally, he told me this like a month or two ago, but I ju- it just clicked for me. Because I, I went out with him like two weeks ago and one of his friends from home was in town. So we were talking about him, the guy, and his friend said to us, you literally go out of your way to make sure that you're like opposing people or you're like doing the opposite of what other people are doing, right? Like, does that make sense? Like, for example, we were talking about like going to London for some reason. He's like, when I go to London, I'm going to wear an American t-shirt. I'm going to be like, I'm a fucking American. Like, I don't give a fuck what you guys think. And I'm like, like I I used to like admire that right I used to be like wow like good for him like he he owns his shit like he doesn't give a fuck about what other people think like people you know people in London like don't really fuck with Americans they think they're like stupid and annoying and whatever so I like I was like wow that's badass but then when his friend said that it like flipped a switch in me where I realized he goes out of his way to not please people His fear of abandonment and rejection is so intensely deep within him that he makes sure he's rejected by people before they can get close to him and reject him. So he like goes out of his way to reject himself in any situation. Like he has no people pleasing to the point where he will be disagreeable. Now I realize there's shadow in being like confident. And doing your own thing, right? Because if you take that too far, you don't connect with anyone, right? Like he has no empathy. He has no empathy for other people, right? Like that's even another one is like being empathetic. People would think that's shadow. It's like, I'm so empathetic. Like I take on other people's emotions, like blah, blah, blah. Like I wish I wasn't. No, like that's what connects you to people. Like people pleasing, like being kind to people, going out of the out of your way to like get to know people and find things that you connect on, right? Like... If, I, if I'm in a conversation with someone who loves style, but they don't like spirituality, I'm not going to talk about spirituality. Not because I'm abandoning myself, but because I want to connect with that other person and I also like style. So why don't I talk about the one thing that I know we have in common? You know, maybe my past self would have been like, no, you should talk about spirituality and you should talk about what you want to talk about. But connection is important right? Coming together and like community is important and we're all different, but we, we all have things in common in one way, shape or form. Like there's something that we can connect with and relate on. So why wouldn't we, why would we go out of our way to like be ourselves so much so to like ward other people off, right? It's almost like I want to be myself, but I also want to connect with other people and I also want to love other people and I also want to be there for other people without abandoning myself and lying and pretending, but I'm going out of my way to connect with people and to, yes, to please people because connection is the basis of our existence. I mean, we're all one. Connection makes us, we, we could not survive without connection, without people in our corner and surrounding, surrounding us. Like they, they say that like, I think my friend who's a nurse said this, but if they're a little bit older, they don't have any family and they come in with some sort of like illness or sickness or whatever, even if it's not bad, that they will die. Most likely. Like they decline so much quicker if they don't have a support system. If they don't have close connections. And you have to make an effort to connect with people. It's like it's almost like being different versions of yourself around different people. 
but making sure you're not lying, pretending or abandoning what you actually like, like, or what's actually true to you. Right. I'm literally so proud of myself for coming to this realization. You guys, I am going to dye my hair red tomorrow. <laughs> I am feeling so like cooped up in like my style. And like the way that I look, I'm like, I need a change. Like, I just feel like, like I want to be a more full expression version of myself. And like that, I, I keep thinking like, okay, it's going to come. It's going to come naturally. Like, let's just be patient. But it's just like, no, I'm not being patient anymore. <laughs> I'm going to make these changes and I'm going to dye my hair. and I'm going to get a couple new outfits because it's just like, I'm tired of looking like not like my best. Like, I want to look like my best every day. I want to feel my best every day. I want to have fun with my parents. Like, I keep thinking, like, okay, in the future when I, like, live in a more, like, happening area and I'm, like, doing more of my thing, then I'll start dressing. It's like, no, I want to start dressing right now. I want to start embodying that version of myself right now. Which brings me to my next point. Oh, my God. I feel like I want to talk about manifestation. I haven't talked about manifestation in so long. Manifestation has not been a part of my journey up until recently. And this is, like, a bold statement, but... What got me into spirituality was manifestation, right? Like I just wanted a, a better life, like a ba badass life, which there's nothing wrong with that. But the statement is that I don't feel that you can truly manifest until you've like done shadow work and like worked on your self-worth. Like I don't even think it's possible. And I don't know that to be true, right? But I mean, for me, not even remotely possible to manifest until you like work on your limiting beliefs and to the point where you finally like trust and believe that like you can have and you can finally like unlock the desires of your heart because like the desires that I was trying to manifest this time last year were so out of alignment with like who I am and who I'm becoming and who I want to be and where I want to be going that it's just like funny that I just feel like that's not like a disclaimer when it comes to manifestation it's just like Oh, yeah, just manifest your dreams. It's like, no, no, do years of shadow work and then manifest your dreams, right? Which I think is way better because now it's like, to me, I'm at a point in my life where I, it was never really, it's not anymore about the things that I have. It's about feeling like free in myself and being confident and having fun and sharing my gifts and connecting with people. And then like the things that I get are like awesome too, but it's the way that I feel like I just want to be a badass bitch, like a confident ass bitch, sharing my gifts, doing my fucking thing, in my fucking flow, in my fucking purpose, believing in myself. Like that's what I want to feel. I don't really give a fuck about what, what I get. Like I don't, how do I want to feel all the time? It's like the most embodied version of myself. Like I want to be a badass bitch. I don't care. Like, a car is not going to make me feel like a badass bitch. Like, a house isn't going to make me feel like a badass bitch. I'm still going to feel how I feel about myself if I manifest a car tomorrow. It's, like, it's about who I want to be. Like, it's not, it has nothing to do with what I get. It's crazy. But like I said, I was manifesting for my ego last year. Completely trying to manifest things from my ego. And that's why I was so obsessive about it. Like, I needed these things to happen. Why? That's so suspicious. If you need your manifestations to happen so fucking bad, there is something wrong. You are out of alignment. You are manifesting things that probably aren't meant for you or you are manifesting from a place of not feeling good enough, thinking that when you get these things and manifest this life, you will finally feel good enough. It's suspicious. Look at it. Look at why Why do you want these things so fucking bad? I, like, all I want is to be, feel good in myself. Trust myself. Love my body. Love myself. That's it. I just want to feel love. I remember last year too when I would try to like almost manifest like 
certain things, whether it was like a better body or like more followers or more like material items, it wouldn't feel good. Do you know what I mean? Like I would try to manifest these things and it felt shallow. I remember being like, why do these things feel so shallow? Like it's bad to want these things. I felt like it was bad to want these things. But now when I try to manifest, for example, more followers, I feel way different about it because it's not an ego-based desire. It's a service-based desire, a heart-centered desire, right? When I manifest more followers, it's because I want to be of service to the masses. It's because I want to serve more people, right? Like it's because I want to share my gifts on a bigger scale and I want to do what I'm meant to do on this earth. That's my why. If you don't have a service-based why for what you want, for the good of all, right? In order for you to feel like connected to it and connected to the why, or it's not going to happen and it's not going to be sustainable and you're not going to really want it. That's not a true desire of your heart is wanting it. You have to want it for the right reason. I just needed to connect with my whys. I didn't realize that. Like for money and material items, it's like if I can connect with my why and like realize it's not shallow, right? Like I use a car to get around all day, every day. I desire a certain car and that doesn't make me materialistic because it's the same amount of material. That's what I realized. It's like my Honda CRV versus a Range Rover are the same material. One is just more supports me more. It makes me feel better and more aligned. It's not excessive materialism. It's like I feel more supported. If I feel more supported and more safe, that allows me to to be better, to be a better version of myself. It, it's just it all has a positive effect on the highest good of all. Okay, also I had this like little download about manifestation and this is like manifestation 101. Like this is pretty basic stuff. I just feel like I see it differently now so I'm gonna try to explain it to you guys. So I think of this life as a movie. Like we're seeing everything and it feels so real. It feels like we're like the main character and it's all like real but it's just a movie, right? Imagine your consciousness is like in the audience just like watching the movie and it like, you know what I mean? Like it's not real but when you're playing the part and playing the role like it feels so real what I think of this reality is that it is all imagined right it's all imagined based on what we have been thinking and what we believe it's a result of us of what we are we are literally projecting out like onto a screen I basically think of like this life as a screen of exactly what we think and believe so when I think about like visualizing and like manifesting and I think about imagining like a different reality or like a different like let's say like financial situation you almost like visualize it and like feel it and like be there in your visualizations like actually as if it was happening so much so that that just becomes your reality because the reality that we're in right now is just a projection so that this reality that we're currently in is imagined right now and then when you think about like like a, a different reality that's also imagined and there's no difference and I think of it as like let's say you're you you have your um your reality right now which is like imagined and you keep recreating like your financial situation because you keep imagining that so it's just being recreated that's like what we're constantly seeing versus like if we start to imagine and visualize a new reality it's almost like which reality is stronger it's like if it's like I'm imagining a new reality and it feels like it's like getting like it's like 30 percent and but I'm still visualizing like 
you know, 70% of what my current reality is. So it's like, I'm still retracting that current reality, but like that one's still at 30%. It's like the more I visualize it, the stronger it gets. Cause like it's, it gets really strong. So then it gets to 40 and then it gets to 50. And once it's like 50, 50, it's like you keep getting pulled from like which reality and there's like overlap. And then, and then the lines blur between your old reality and your new reality. And then your new reality just overcomes the old reality. And it was never about like what's real and what's imagined because there was never anything that was real. It was all imagined all the time. But it feels real. It feels like what we're in right now is real and what we're picturing is, is like not the truth. But what we're picturing is just as real as what is real right now. Is that, does that literally like, is that as like mind-blowing to anyone else? It's like it's all fucking fake. Like, it's a good way to, like, get out of the fear of, like, oh, no, like, if I don't worry about my financial situation, I'll be unsafe. It's, like, if you worry about your financial situation, you're just recreating the same financial situation. If you uh, imagine your new financial situation all the time, it starts to build and, like, literally be your financial situation because everything is imagined all the time. There's no real Like, this isn't real. What you're in right now isn't real. Like, it feels real. It's like, oh, but I have $5 in my bank account. It's just a projection of exactly what you believe. So just change the fucking picture of your reality by just seeing something else. Sounds simple, right? But when you get caught up in the fear, it feels so real, but it's just fake. It's so fucking fake. It's such an illusion. So I've been visualizing a lot, like, just what I want for myself in the future and it's pretty natural like it doesn't feel like forced it just feels like I'm always like visualizing and embodying like that next level version of me and I had a realization that I had not been visualizing from a place of like actually being that version of myself if that makes sense like I visualize and I'm like oh that is for like the future that that's a future version of me that's gonna happen down the road that's gonna happen in the next couple years like cool, I'm not ready for it right now, but I'm still going to visualize it because I know that's a desire of my heart, right? Like, for example, speaking on stages, like stuff like that, right? It's like, oh, I could never do that right now, but I know that that's meant for me. So when I'm visualizing these things, like talking on stages and doing like workshops, like I really want to do workshops. I think that would be so cool. Like yoga workshops, dance workshops, meditation, speaking. I think that sounds so cool. And I, and I visualize it, but I still, in the back of my mind, I'm like, not quite yet. That is, defeats the purpose of visualizing. The purpose of visualizing is being able to embody the version of yourself that is doing these things or has these things, right? So the other day, I really took a second to like imagine myself right now in this version of myself embodying what it would be like to like speak on a stage, like talking to an audience with no fear. Just being there with the audience one-on-one, sharing what I want to share without fear. And like a couple of little fears come up of like, what if I don't know what to serve? What if I, and I kind of just say, okay, those are fake. Let me just like really embody that version of myself that's like confident enough to do that. That's like so fucking confident that she can go out there to a, a room full of people and speak to them. And I also think that like visualizing is a really good way to like see what limiting beliefs you have around like why you can't do that thing now, right? It's like now that I'm realizing that I feel that I can't do these things now, why? Why not? What fears are there? What's holding me back? And how can I fucking debunk these and realize that they're not true and work through them? So that's why I actually love visualizing too. But now I'm really starting to actually embody that version of myself that's like a badass confidence ass bitch talking to people up on stage, not having anything planned. 
it's it's starting to be more real to me and I never really thought of it that way like maybe that's obvious but for to, for me it wasn't like it felt like I was visualizing someone else doing these things felt like I wasn't actually like in the shoes of of, of the version of myself that I was visualizing uh, it's so powerful it's so powerful to really just go through the fears and visualize it Ooh, so powerful so and also I've been really trying to work on like abundance and feeling really abundant lately and I had this like major realization and like it should be obvious like this is like duh I feel but for some reason it didn't feel like duh until right now so hopefully this can help you guys I have been thinking that feeling abundant and, and manifesting more money meant being in more fear I just want to sit with that for a second like it doesn't sound right it's like what do you mean no what I mean is that I felt like spending more money and and doing more things that required more money were going to cause me to like constantly be in fear. And also I felt that being financially free means not really knowing where your paycheck is coming from all the time, right? I thought it was going to be this constant battle of like just facing the uncertainty and being so scared all the time, but like trusting the process and being like, this is so scary. I don't know if I'm going to be able to pay my bills, but I can do it. It's like, do you know what I mean? It's almost like fear, fear, fear. And then like, and then abundance. Like I kept thinking that fear and abundance like went hand in hand. Like I would have to face the fear in order to be abundant, in order to be rich. I would have to like be in the fear. Does that make sense? Because I had been doing that, right? Like I'd been up leveling my finances, making bigger purchases, adding more bills, doing more things that I liked. And it was this constant like battle of like trying to like attract enough money in order to pay these things and do the things that I want to do. And it just keeps feeling like this like slow, like forceful climb of like constantly climbing through new levels of fear and never actually feeling safe and abundant. And I kept feeling like that was what abundance was. Abundance and, and riches means like stepping through the fear and doing the scary thing and constantly being in fear. And there's a little bit of validity to that, right? There's a little bit of validity to that, but not to the extent that I was experiencing it. And it's a huge weight off my shoulders, realizing that I don't have to feel the fear. Abundance and fear cannot coexist. No, they can't. They're, they're two completely different vibrations. Abundance is a feeling that you can feel all the time. And that doesn't include fear. And it has nothing to do with anything on the 3D plane, right? It doesn't have to do with how much money. I could spend no money and, and feel the most abundant I've ever felt in my life. I used to think that I had to spend money to feel abundant. And I had to spend a certain amount to be abundant. Because if I was holding on to my money, that meant that I wasn't trusting and I wasn't, and I was in scarcity and in lack. Which can be true, but it doesn't have to be like that. If I'm, if I'm just, if I have $20 in my bank account, like I'm going to not spend it, but I'm, I can still feel incredibly abundant, right? I can still do what I need to do. That's what I realized. Like I can still not spend as much or still, but I can still feel so abundant. Like I can still feel like the most abundant person in the world, like constantly all the time. And it has nothing to do with anything on the 3D plane. Like it has nothing to do with how much I'm spending, how much I'm not spending or what I, or what I'm doing with my money. So now I'm at the place where I just do what I do every single day for money and I keep feeling abundant. And it's not even like I'm in a place where I'm like, how is this going to come? I'm expecting it to come in this way or I'm expecting a certain amount of money or I'm expecting this. It's like I'm really just feeling abundant as fuck. Like I can afford the things I want. 
And it's like every time something comes up where I'm not abundant, it's like, oh, no, I don't know if I can afford that. I just realized that that's the voice of lack and that that's not the truth. And that the truth in the here and now is abundance. Like, And this is a really good technique that I've been using that I learned from this woman named Reagan from Mind Valley. And she was like, you're in a, you're in a sticky situation or you have some fears come up or you're not sure or whatever. What would abundance do? What would abundance do? And that doesn't necessarily mean what decision are you making, right? Like, are you going to spend it or are you not going to spend it? It means what would abundance feel like? Like, there is abundance within you right now. Like, you have that. That is your natural state of being. What does that feel like in you? Like, how would you feel if you were abundant, right? I feel like so often we're in a situation where we're, where we're like, should I spend this? Should I not spend this? And if I'm like, what would abundance do? Oh, abundance would spend it. So you feel like you have to spend it. You don't feel good about it. You're stressed. You're overwhelmed. Don't spend it then. It's not about the decision that you make. It's about the feeling that you feel. It's like, okay, I'm going to choose not to spend this right now because I logically only have X amount in my bank account and I probably shouldn't spend that. Fine. Feel abundant. You can still tap into the feeling of abundance. What does that feel like for you to be able to afford the thing? to be able to buy the thing. You cannot make a decision to buy something and still feel incredibly abundant. You can make a decision to buy something and still feel incredibly abundant. It, it, it doesn't have to change. Like our, our minds think that it's going to change how we act and it's going to make us spend all this money to not be in scarcity and lack and stress and worst case scenario vibes all the time. To not constantly be like holding on to our money. But that's not true. We can still act that way. You can still not spend money and you can still be, but feel incredibly abundant. And then naturally the way you view money starts to change and naturally the amount of money you have starts to change because you start to visualize and embody what it is like to be financially abundant and financially free. You start to like imagine like what it would be like to, instead of calculating how much everything is going to be at the store and wondering if you're going to have enough money to like actually go through the store, buy whatever the fuck you want, check out and not worry about what's on your bill. Like that is what, like you can just like play, like just play in your mind of how could, how could this situation feel abundant? And then you can still do the opposite thing. You can still calculate and make sure that you have enough money while feeling so abundant because it's a feeling and it has nothing to do with what we're doing on the 3D physical plane. Does that make sense? Because I literally constantly get so caught up in like the little decisions I'm making with what I'm spending or what I'm not spending or should I spend this or what I, I shouldn't have felt so stressed about spending. I shouldn't have. It has nothing to do with that stuff. We that that getting caught up on that is literally just scarcity. And that's not to say that there's not going to be any fear there. Right. Like as we up level our abundance and like make a little bit bigger purchases, there's going to be fear there. But that's when we just have to tap into that next level of, of feeling abundant. Right. There's always going to be new levels to unlock with our abundance and with everything in general. But the fear doesn't have to be there like all the time. It can just be like a thing that we overcome and then we get to the next level. It's like if we keep looping on the fear, we're never going to be able to like up upgrade. So it's like the fear doesn't have to be there all the time. Like I kept constantly thinking I was going to have to like constantly like sit in the fear and face the fear and deal with the fear all the time, all day, every day. It's like, no, the fear is fake. I don't have to, I, the, I don't even have to like entertain it anymore. Like that's where I'm at in my life. It's like, I've been talking so much about feeling your fear and feeling your emotions. And this is like a little download I had the other night was that we are looping on a story. We have a stuck emotion within us and the emotion grows as we loop on the story. If we can tap out of our minds, somatically feel the emotion, 
release the emotion, we automatically gain clarity on the story. Instead of like trying to solve it in our minds and like trying to intellectualize it, it's like we're forgetting that there's a somatic piece. The reason I say that is because I feel like I've been doing that so much that I I have like released so much fear and scarcity and lack that like I don't even need to go through that process anymore. I can almost just like the fear like creeps in and I'm like fake and it just goes away. Like it's almost like I won't even let the fear like come up and burst into flames and burst into this like looping story and grow inside of me. Right. It's like I it's like creeping up in me and I just say no. I don't believe you. It's not even like, no, 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 repress. It's, no, I, I literally don't believe you anymore. And like, I don't even have space to let that come up because it just doesn't resonate with me. It's like, no, that's not on my vibration anymore. So it like tries to creep up and I, I realize how much like control I have over my inner state and how that, how I feel. So I'm at a place where I don't even entertain it. Like I just don't even entertain the fear. And it start it's so freeing to the point where it's like, it comes up, it's like, well, what if, what if? And I'm like, that's, it's not real. And I feel like that's just what this whole journey is about is like going beyond the, the voice of fear and the inner critic and the ego and realizing that it is not real. None of it is real. The more work you do on the, your emotions, the less work it feels, the less it feels like work. It's starting to become my natural state of being to just like release fear and see the truth. Like I've been stepping through the fear and it is so scary and painful, but I've been doing it and it's been working out and I'm getting growth. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm growing. Like with my improv show, so fucking scary. Fight or flight mechanisms are on fucking blast when I'm on the stage. So last week I did, you guys know I got my dance teacher certification. So I am still learning and I taught my first song, like just one song. I was so scared, you guys. I was going to mess up on stage in front of everyone. And I mean, it was it was one of the most terrifying things. Like I, I was like literally in freeze mode. But I practiced it so much that it went well. I made a one little tiny mistake, but I feel like that was a good thing. Like, okay. And I recovered really quickly. So it was good. It's like everyone in the class is like watching you like a hawk. It's like, you cannot mess up. You have to be confident up there. You have to do well. Like no one knows the dance. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's really, it's, it's like intense and it felt like a lot of pressure, but it went well. So the reason I say those, those things is because I've literally been like stepping through my fears and it's so fucking uncomfortable. So I kept thinking like, I constantly have to step through my fear. I, I felt like I constantly had to like be in fear right? Like, like I said, there is validity to like facing your fears and walking through your fears, but not into the, like, not to the degree that I have been doing it. Like, I don't have to be in that much fear. Nerves are normal, right? When you're on your next level, it's normal. I, I'm like in this, like, it's this horrifying feeling of fear. Like it's horrifying, but I'm doing it anyways. I just, I, I really want to like help you guys understand like the difference. You don't have to feel that much fear. You don't have to be in like freeze mode when you do these things. And, and the reason I, I realize this is because when I visualize now, I have a different perspective of like, okay, here's an example. So I love to dance. You guys know this. But when I'm with my friends, my improv friends, and we were just like dancing last week, two weeks ago, I like didn't felt uncomfortable. And I was like, I don't want to like dance in my like normal, like sexual way. Like I just felt uncomfortable in my own skin dancing in front of other people when it's like just like a chill dance thing and I didn't want to like go all out and do my thing and you know there's a part of me that's like yeah you like I want to get to the point where I feel more comfortable like doing that in public and like dancing in public and not worrying about what other people think so when I visualize what that would be like it's so scary it's like oh no if I do that 
it's going to be embarrassing. It's going to be hard. I'm going to be scared, but I have to do it anyways. But that's something I have to do, right? In order to get to the next level, I have to like, face that fear and do that. But now I can visualize it without the fear. I can visualize myself dancing and vibing and feeling myself without fear there. Does that make sense? I don't know if this makes any sense. It's like the fear, like it doesn't have to be fearful. And it's like, if I do it, if I go and like dance in front of people and I get a little nervous, that's fine, right? But the fear of like, oh my God, everyone's going to hate me. It's going to be so awkward. I'm going to feel so weird. Everyone, like that is not, we don't have to, it doesn't have to be that fearful. Like it doesn't have to be that dramatic. Like it, that story isn't true. Like, and I always think of how I feel other people are judge, are going to judge me. is just how I'm judging myself. So I just think of myself as everyone else. I'm like, I'm like, Oh, he's going to think that's weird. They're going to think that's weird. It's like, no, I'm going to think that's weird. Everyone's going to think what they're going to think based on what they think. I'm going to think that's weird. It has nothing to do with anyone else. Okay. So I'm done talking. I appreciate you guys for being here for listening. Um, if you want to start your own podcast, I have a one-time session. It is a 75-minute one-on-one session where we like do everything to get your podcast set up. I'm going to put the link in the show notes and I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm going to start going live too. Like I'm, it's really scary for me. So that's why I'm like, all right, you got to do that. So I'm going to start, <laughs> so I'm going to start going live and, um, I'm constantly putting myself out there in new ways. And like, I think I'm, I'm such a badass bitch for it. Like, I'm so fucking proud of myself. Like, I'm literally always doing something that scares me and always doing something new. And I'm just fucking proud of myself, you guys. So, yeah, what are you proud of yourself for? I'm just I'm curious. Just let me know. Think about it. Think about it. Um, I will see you guys next Friday. I love you so much. I hope you have a great rest of your day and a great rest of your weekend. And bye. <laughs> next time I'm going to have red hair.